baby. <laughs> you are here on the Discover Yourself with Genuine Jeff podcast. We're rocking and rolling. I am pumped. <clears throat> Excuse me. It is Thursday. I have our guest Ryan Slattery here. Welcome, buddy. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. How about yourself, Jeff? I'm doing just fine. I'm doing dandy. I'm doing <laughs> dandy, baby. Like a like a little like a little oyster in the sea. I'm feeling myself. Okay, I get Thank that. Thank you for coming on, man. Thank <laughs> you for, for coming me, Jeff. on. You want to introduce yourself real quick? Let sure. them know a little bit about yourself. Uh, just we'll start diving in from there. Well, I'm Ryan Slattery. I'm a second year undergrad student. Um, trying to think of what I could start with. Like in my childhood, I grew up a suburb right outside of Cleveland, Ohio, Strongsville. Um, ended up going to St. Ed's High School, graduated from there. I uh, went to OU for my first year of college. Um, didn't really manage my time very well. And <laughs> I don't know. I felt happens, like happens. I was wasting a lot of money on tuition, just kind of blindly. I'm a little more into the mic. Oh, okay, my bad. Yeah, you're good. You're good. But I was coming into OU not really knowing what I wanted to get into. So it became a struggle for me at OU paying all that tuition to where it was like it's almost a waste of money because I have no idea where I want to take my life, what I want to do for the rest of it. So I ended up transferring to the one Hawking College. A few, uh, what was it, like, it's like 15 minutes up north. And it's like I'm paying half the tuition. I could still live in Athens, which is nice because I got all my friends down here. And I was finally able to figure out what I want to do. Um, and what is that? What is that that you want to do? Let them know. <laughs> I want to get into like a video editing and music production Hell type yeah. gig. So Hell yeah. What made you want to get into that? I mean, it's something I've always been into like my entire life. Um, I always like messing around with beats on my laptop, but um, it was always more of like, for the longest time, I was afraid to go tell my parents like, hey, I have an interest in this. Like, this is what I want to do. Just because I thought for whatever reason, they would be like, oh, like you're wasting, you've never showed any interest in it. It's just more of like they've never seen me. It's not the norm interested. that they grew up with. Yeah, so like they wanted me to do, like I was originally doing criminology um, at OU my first year, which is really interesting. For the longest time, I wanted to become a U.S. Marshal. Wow. Um, I have family member, all like, like police background. So I always wanted to do that, and I still, I mean, I respect it. It's really interesting, but I just realized. You gotta do what you gotta yeah. do. And I actually went into hawking originally kind of doing business management just because all you know all those prereq courses are pretty straight down the line straightforward yeah pretty straightforward so then i decided just recently in the past few weeks that music and like video editing is something i want to do how was that like and did you you had to tell your parents all right correct yeah i told told them them. yeah how was that like walk us through that a little bit because i know there's a lot of people out there who you know that's what we're all about is discovering yourself on this thing and expressing who you are what you want to do and i know there's probably a lot of people who have a little a little bit of the <clears throat> the ooey gooey's inside and they're getting a little worked up because they have this calling they have this thing that they want to do with their life but some of the hardest things is telling our family telling those close to us like hey yeah i want to go run this way but i know this was your little idea this was your perception of what i may be yeah so, so. walk them through a little bit like your thought yeah. process so there. I was just feeling really stressed out um, down in Athens just because I felt like I was taking all these classes, I was learning a bunch of stuff that I really have no interest in. So it was tough, like, having to do, like, work, and it's like, I don't, I mean, like, some classes you don't. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Silence We're getting that. buzzed in. We're getting buzzed in, baby. <laughs> Let me turn this down real quick. Um, <laughs> damn, I lost my train of thought. You're but, good. We so just, it was, yeah. um. So I was getting real stressed and everything just because, you know, felt like I was taking all those courses with, that's like, that's not what I want to do. So why am I doing this stuff? Got real stressed out, ended up going home for a few days and, uh, just still rolling. You're good. You're good. So I was just like, I just need to take a breath, get away from the whole like bar scene down here, everything going on. Um, then my parents were like, what's going on with school? How's it going? And I was like, listen, um, It's becoming really stressful. I mean, I'm doing the work, I'm getting it done, but um, it's not what I want to do. And it's stressing me out. And um, it's just upsetting, like when you're in that situation. So they were like, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, believe it or not, I actually want to do like type of uh, video editing, videography um, with some music to it. I love that. So they, they immediately were like supportive. They were just saying like, 
Like if that's what you want to do and that's what makes you happy, create a plan and just like figure out what you, like where to go from there. What's the best route for that? Yeah. So my plan is I got to finish out this semester at Hawking and um, I'll switch because they have like some type of music production program there. So I'll do that, get whatever credits. And Start then, building your base knowledge yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, transfer back into OU. That's next awesome. semester. That's so. really awesome. And you you brought up a really good point there that you have to plan. Yeah. Like you know if you wanna if you wanna chase something if you wanna pursue something especially if you're trying to convince your parents like this is what you really wanna do. Um, I know my parents as well. They're like, hey, we don't want you just running into speaking blindly. Yeah. Um, create create some structure around you. Create a little formula. Create a little secret formula for yourself. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. All righty. So we're going to dive into just some free ball and wild stuff. And by the way, we're rocking the gratitude shades as well. Again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so gratitude shades, for those of you who haven't didn't see the one before. Yeah, you got to explain the meaning of gratitude. Got to explain it. One of the most powerful tools for mental maintenance, your mind becoming more just mindful and just cultivating well-being within yourself, gratitude. So it's the, it's the frame that we look at things at, you know? Is this water bottle half full or half empty? Some might say it's a third, it's, it's a third full. I, I see the whole thing is empty. And that's gratitude. It's being able to see the gold with the one, the one ounce of gold within the pile of chaos or the whatever just disruption is going on around you. Being grateful is, you know, showing love and attention to what is around you in the present moment. Not focusing on what's next or what happened in the past, but focusing on this conversation me and Ryan are getting to have right now. Time we're getting to spend with one another. And a lot of the times, one of the most powerful, influential things that can happen is I wake up and I'm just like, I'm thankful I'm alive. Like, I have another day, another opportunity. To just do whatever I want. You know, think about the fundamentals in life. Food, having a roof over your head, whatever it is, find the most simple things to be grateful for. We always sometimes want these grand things to come into our life. But there's already gifts in the present moment. That's why they call it the present moment, baby. It's a present. It's a gift. You just got to unravel it and create your own gift every day. And going along with that, I was just watching the one, um, what is it? I forget what station it's on, but 60 Days In. Were you over last night when we were watching that? 60. We're all sitting and watching 60 Days In. No, I came over when we were, yeah. 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 So, oh, it's an A&E show. So what it is is, I mean, it's a pretty popular show. They send, like, seven undercover fake prisoners into a prison and have them, like, almost, like, spy on all the prisoners, and they have, like, a camera crew in there. And the only people that know of the undercover people are, like, some of the other undercover people and, like, the sheriff or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the, the one person who ended up, I don't know, he left the show or whatever it was. Um, they were doing an interview. It was I forget if it was a man or a woman. But they were like, oh, that just shows you. I hope it, like, they were saying, I didn't realize how much I need to appreciate my everyday life because people locked up don't have those regular everyday things that we might take for granted. Yeah. So they were just saying, it's funny how you were bringing that up because... It's really, a great yeah. point. It's a great point, you know. It's like, the small things... Uh, there's always, like Goggins would always say, like there's always somebody who's potentially suffering more than you, more yeah. than you out there. Um, and I, I know that can be like a wild twist to look at it sometimes, but it, it really does make you look at the things in your present moment and you're like, wow, like just look at all the gifts around me, look at all the blessings. And that makes you more engaged with the people around you too because when you have a conversation with somebody like, oh, this might be my last conversation ever, you give everything into it. You give all your attention, your love, and that's where the, that's where the relationships and just meaningful connections between people form. You feel me? You feel me? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But alrighty, what, what was, uh, why, or technology or the world in 50 years we're gonna just yeah, I thought that was spin real. Into, yeah. yeah we're just gonna be diving into some fun stuff tonight so there was this idea of play that's been in my life all week and it's that even with these things you know I sometimes take my podcast my videos I get real serious with it and it's like the whole reason I got into it in the first place is because I wanted to play I wanted to have some fun I wanted to express myself and just be a goofball sometimes so tonight when I approached Ryan with the podcast he's like hey let's just free ball it, innovate, let's just 
do some random stuff. Let's have fun. And I'm like, yeah. like hell yeah, let's do it. So that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. We're always going to sprinkle some education and some inspiration <laughs> in there because that's what we do here. But we're going to have some fun, so let's get into it. So the world in 50 years. That's a great question. That's a great question. What are some thoughts on it? I never like to think of the world in 50 years. Why is that? I mean, just because the reason, just like I see like some of these predictions come true, but there's some real BS ones I think about. They said they'd have like flying cars in the year 2000 or stuff like that. I mean, I don't buy into it just because, I don't know. I just like, I'm more of like, I like to be optimistic, but I also live in reality a little bit. Yeah. And it's wild to think what the world can be like in 50 years. Because I can barely even think about what my life's going to be like in one year. Yeah, exactly. And, but I guess it's an inter- it's an interesting thing to think about, especially with technology and the way it's evolving, just yeah. rapidly. I mean, we got computers in our pocket. And I think I mean I think technology is way more evolved than we think it actually is right now. I mean, how, what what was the thing? There was a news article that came out maybe a few years ago. It said like Apple has the next like five iphones planned out before, they're just like, so like, far they're they just so ahead they're just I mean, ready to rock and roll money grab but that's crazy to think about they're just holding the technology from AI you to get more money from personally it. ai freaks me out like robots doing stuff and like speaking and that terrifies me or like like the Black Mirror. Have you seen the Black Mirror episode when they I don't put, think I've ever watched it. That's a while. Have you do you know about it? I've heard about it briefly, but I don't know like the whole basis of it. So it's basically just about like things now that if they progressed rapidly and became really kind of sometimes dark, crazy, wild, but like for example, the one they had was like AI and you could put a chip in your head and you'd go into this like virtual reality. Yeah. Um and you were just completely not here. Like kind of like just, avatar type shit? Yeah. And okay. I guess it just really freaked me out because like if something like that did ever exist, what if somebody just never wanted to come out of there? You know, and like I guess I guess it goes back to the gratitude thing. Like yeah. we don't like we want to just go away to another place. Like that just blows my mind. How do blows you feel my- about just on the topic of technology? What about like self-driving cars do you trust them like would you ever drive one or be in the driver's seat of one how so i think even with knowing how those things worked like i don't think i would yeah a because i find driving to be like a mindful like meditative thing sometimes yeah. back in high school it definitely was. keeps you focused everything yeah and it gets my brain rolling but i mean i get it would be really beneficial to be able to yeah. like work on stuff yeah but i don't know if i could trust no. a car driving itself i could never do that i don't even trust cruise control in my car to be honest it sounds weird and like i don't know maybe paranoid but i remember reading a story or maybe it was a youtube video and it said like some guy's cruise control broke on his car and wouldn't let him deaccelerate but the car kept accelerating and he was going like 200 miles an hour and ended up losing control. Wow. And that just that just freaks me out. I don't know. No, and it's, it's a really good point. A it's a really alien good point. chance, but but I mean like what's dangerous about it is like if all this stuff is running on like sensors and wireless things yeah. that are connecting it, what if one of that just goes down one day while everyone's yeah. driving? And if everyone's got those cars hooked up to whatever systems they're hooked up, we're going to be S-O-L. I mean... You're it, going to be sitting in class yeah. and a Hummer's going to come through. <laughs> come through the chalkboard. Oh, man. There was a... So, I think it was maybe the California State <laughs> Highway Patrol or something. They were using a Tesla as a police car for, like... Because they have those huge, like, long roads. So, they need something yeah. to catch up to the cars. And there's a story that came out that the Tesla, during, like, the middle of the chase, it just ran out of battery. <laughs> and they had to call it off. That's like another thing. Like if you're driving and the car just my the car battery, decided yeah. to quit the chase, guys. I'm ran, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what do you do? But like, what year do you trust it by? And I guess that comes to another point of like, how do we find a find like a healthy level of independence yeah. and not dependency on the technology? Yeah. You know, I don't like. I like all the little things. Like some of these little things we're trying to take away with technology. I like doing. Like what? I'm trying to think. Other than like driving your car, <laughs> self-driving cars. 
I don't know. I guess I'm more thinking of movies. I'm like in that. I'm in that space right now. Yeah. Like, like I guess you see in movies like if they're like cleaning your house, like doing little things like that. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I didn't have the best the best ammunition <laughs> for that one. <laughs> but that's all right because we're having fun. We're a bunch of children. Did you ever think about that? We're all just a bunch of children deep inside. Just grown children. We're just grown children. And if if anybody ever intimidates you, just look at them and be like, in your head, be like, this is just a grown child. Years don't really mean anything. Because I really have learned that people, even though we're older, we still express childlike tendencies. We get envious, we whine, we complain. We're little kids. We're little kids at heart. It's pretty much, you basically just learn how to hide it. Yeah, yeah. It's all a big charade, a facade. But there's a beautiful side to having that childlike tendency in us. Like we were talking about earlier, just creativity being more curious about life, asking questions. Open-minded, yeah. Open-minded. That is a good thing we could talk about, too. Like, We'll dive into creativity first. We'll we'll dive into some more uh, uh, questions. Let's dive into some more questions. Is there anything else on there? Let me see what else is good that I could find. What is one thing you're grateful for today? One thing I'm grateful for? One thing you're grateful for. Um, grateful for my dog. <sighs> Your dog's a beast. Yeah, I wanted to bring him here, but I feel like he'd be too much of a distraction. <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know if they would allow a dog in here. Probably not. No. <laughs> he'd make too much noise. I gotta go let him out. While you're pulling that up, though, you know, we could talk about creativity, like we were saying. Yeah. With, like... Kids, you know, the one research study I read was they interviewed a bunch of children and 30 percent or sorry, I'm flipping it backwards. When they interviewed these kids in like kindergarten, like about 80 to 90 percent of the kids viewed themselves as creative. They're beautiful little creative children. And then they also showed that about 30 percent of creativity is genetics. You know, we're kind of born with it's just wired in us. But the other 70 percent is nurtured in our lives. And what they found is when they surveyed these children again back in high school is that only about, I think it was like 20 to 30% saw themselves as creative. So over this time span, creativity was disappearing. And we were just posing the question of what exactly do we think is the stem of that creativity disappearing? What are some of your thoughts on it? I mean, it might be just society, like the way you grow and the older you get, it's like it's mostly maybe eighth grade probably high school time society starts to like shape roles for people to where if you are this type of person you're going to do this type of job or if you're the smartest person in your class this way you're going to be a ceo and so like i think maybe that stigma of just like i don't know the person like the way you're shaped in like high school or something people have this preconceived idea of what you're going to turn into or like the society has a preconceived idea of what it so is. So you don't gonna, really keep that open mind of yeah, like what no, else there could it. be. Yeah. And that's 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 a really good point to bring up. Think back to when you were younger and like when you know I love when you ask a little kid and you're like, what do you want to do? He's like an astronaut. <laughs> I'm like, damn straight. You chase that. You chase that. Because they have that wild heart. Yeah. They have that wild heart. And you know the other thing with creativity is like you, you mentioned the societal pressures to keep us funneled a little bit sometimes. Intentional, unintentional, I have no idea. Can't, yeah. can't say that, but it happens. It happens. And what do you think are maybe one or two ways we can still find ways to really express creativity within our daily lives? I mean... What are some ways you... I mean, you make music, you know, so that is one way for you is through I mean, music and video. People do it every day. I mean, you just don't really think about it. I mean, you look at any car with bumper stickers on it. That's expressing creativity. It's expressing... I love that. I mean, you see it everywhere. I love that. Like what people wear on their shirts, what like team they're a fan of, what organization they belong to. I mean, you see it every day. I've never thought about it being like that. Yeah. That just I mean, all it's the easy, time. It's the easiest way to do it. I mean, you could look at it on like a broader scale. People with a lot of money will buy much more expensive cars, much more like, if, like sports cars and stuff like that because know that reason yeah like they want to show their like who they are that's how they express they want to show oh it's I just got the money. expression like, it's yeah. the expression everything the way you express yourself the way you communicate is creative yeah. every single thing that we do and that's a beautiful point to bring up 
And then another thing with the creativity aspect was, uh, man, what was it? It was, oh man, I'm drawing a blank. I totally forget. Like I went to pull up a, I went to pull a card out of the deck and it was the Joker. And it was like, ha, ha, ha. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. God, I wouldn't want to chase that thought down. That's all right. Creativity though, it's a powerful thing. Finding ways to express it in your daily lives. Finding ways to express it, baby. What do you got cooking up over there? Here's a question that I've asked a few people, just like, I don't know, just randomly. And do you, here's the question. So do you think airplanes will have pilots in like 20 years? Hmm. Just a random question. Will they have pilots? Yeah. I hope so. That's that's you my think? answer. That's my well, answer. I mean, I mean, you have someone sitting in the cockpit, but like, will the pilots be landing or take or like, will they be taking off? I think off? there should have to be. I think there you should think? have to be. I wouldn't trust going on a plane personally if there was no pilot. Oh, I mean, once you get in the air, though, you're pretty like they put it on autopilot. Yeah, but part, that landing and that takeoff and that. But who says in like thirty years they can't? I mean, do be you able think? Do, do you think uh, the computer system's gonna? I know this is a wild example but be yeah. able to pull, pull off like the Hudson River incident I mean I don't know <laughs> I know that that's an like, extreme I know that's yeah. a very extreme I don't example have any, but, I don't have any answers beyond that I trust the human nature like think yeah. about the human nature's will to survive and will to like the, the human nature in, to survive yeah like I would much rather trust a pilot than a computer that if it's just like sorry <laughs> I'd be like oh my god I so, mean what are your thoughts on it? What are your thoughts? I mean, it depends. It's just like, same thing with cars for me. It's like, when do you, full, what year are you going to fully trust where all the cars are, all the cars become self-driving cars? Like, when do you feel comfortable? What year is that going to be? I mean, if all of them, like if every car on the road is a self-driving car, I would feel a little more comfortable about that. But like, if I were to go out and get a Tesla, I wouldn't, like I wouldn't just because I wouldn't feel comfortable with that. What? So I don't know when. I would feel trustworthy of those, yeah. but what would it take for you to be trustworthy of those? Pretty much to like where- What would you need to see? To where all the cars are self-driving. Yeah. I would have to Just see it because, in like a town. I'd have to see a whole city yeah. operate on those vehicles. I mean, but here's another question. In so many years, are there gonna be cars or is it all gonna be, I mean, obviously- Teleporting they're, they're, around. I mean, they're gonna be cars, not teleporting, <laughs> but like, but for example, like how uh, it's more on the East Coast, like these cities have these high-speed rail trains. That I'll get you like what is it from New York to DC and like oh that's a good point yeah and whatever and you amount got of Elon time. Musk looking yeah. trying to do these tunnels supersonic tunnels underground yeah. that's something wild so in like 50 years are there gonna be fewer cars or are there gonna be more <gasps> that's a really good point I don't think they're I think they'd get away from making cars if anything like I think they'd try to find an alternate well they're, they're like they're probably trying to get rid of all they're gas probably ten steps cars. ahead yeah. of us right now it's unbelievable yeah. that's that is something to think about. That is something. That's powerful. Find any 2000s jams? Any 2000s jams? 2000s? What are your favorite tunes from the 2000s? Do you ever, do you ever reminisce like that? Do you ever reminisce? You see, like, I feel like I would reminisce more on early 2000s songs if I listened to, like, the radio. But I yeah. don't. I completely so like, got away from the radio. Yeah. I can't remember the last Straight time I listened to. Straight to the aux cord. Yeah. And if not, I just listen. It's silent usually. I, I don't, usually yeah. don't listen to anything. I've never changed my like my radio presets. Like I still have all the Cleveland ones. Like I don't even think any of them. They definitely don't work down here. And the radio is good. Like that is a good point to bring up. When I'm with my grandpa and he lives in South Carolina, he's always yeah. jamming to like sixty, like yeah. old old stuff on the radio, and I'm like, wow, like. It does just feel good. It's like nostalgic. Yeah. It's like peaceful and ease for your mind. I mean, the only time I'd really listen to the radio consistently was in high school when I would drive to school every morning. I would listen to Rover. Rover? Like, yeah. What and station then, was that? That was... I totally forget. I haven't listened to the radio in so long. I, was, <laughs> I can't remember. But Dude, something I thought about, too, that we, we thought talked about yesterday is that video of... Uh, the guy who sacrificed all his winnings. Oh yeah, on Jeopardy for on Trebek. On Jeopardy. What? Who was that again? Was, who's the Jeopardy? Is that Trebek? I believe so. 
that's a really powerful video and we'll we'll clip to it when we get it pulled up here but basically what this individual did was in jeopardy three of them had their sums of money and he what he he so kind of like sacrificed was, his i wouldn't say sacrifice but like he what he did was a beautiful thing i'll ryan you could explain so it. so he was on final jeopardy with it was him and two other people he was losing so the one the one woman had nineteen thousand two hundred dollars he had the guy in the middle that we're talking about in the story had two thousand and the guy on the right had fourteen thousand eight hundred and so they asked the final jeopardy question everyone writes it down and instead of the guy in the middle writing down his answer to the question he wrote he wrote what is we heart you alex and he wagered. Wow. so he had two thousand dollars and he wagered $1,995. Wow. And then it was like a, like Trebek choked up. He looks choked up. He looks like oh, he's yeah, about to was, cry. Yeah. I mean, wow. he's got, what is it? He's got pancreatic cancer, maybe. Wow. That's been so sick. powerful. He's those been, are the yeah. stories. Those are the stories that I would love to see. Like, I would watch the news if the news played stuff like that. But that's not always the case. That's like a slim, that's a slim slim chance yeah he has stage four pancreatic cancer wow that's yeah, beautiful. that's just raw power of humanity and love right there just showing somebody else you care you love them you're there for them yeah. how can you bring a little bit of that into your life a little bit of that cajun sauce throw it on your dish when you wake up mix it with your <laughs> cheerios get a little fired up baby i love it i love it what are some other technology things that could be wild to see in the future? I'll tell you, here's an idea I've had since high school. And I think I've had it maybe since like freshman year of high school. And everyone says it's a really dumb idea because it is a really, really dumb, it's a dumb idea. <laughs> but what I want to do is you take LED lights, like really powerful LED lights, and you fly them up to the moon and you drill them into the moon <laughs> and you have these LED lights that can be like remote controlled from like the space station or whatever and so you cover the moon I don't even know how many LED lights this is going to oh, take you need buildings you need LED yeah, lights like, the size I, have, of I have no idea but that's you, amazing I already know you're going to need a shit ton of them so you take the lights and you like drill them into the moon I don't know how what any of this works what design would you have or would you just have it just be random just like all twisted around yeah like you try to cover a good majority of it or at least I my goal all of it, but I would yeah I mean so you do that <laughs> and you say oh well there's no electricity on the moon, solar panels, you're right there in outer space oh, you just man. drill solar He's panels on this. there too, so you get all the energy and say like I I mean I don't know who would regulate the moon I guess it would be <laughs> like the UN yeah nobody's regulating the moon if the, somebody the owns UN, the moon I want to see that like the I want to see that the, the United Nations can do it so what you do is say if it's like the 4th of July or something, you light the moon up red, white, and blue. I don't know if that's going to have any effect on like how everything works in our like <laughs> universe, but like, and then like say for example, if there's, I don't know, another holiday in another country, then you light it up We all sign an or, agreement that we could share the lights. Yeah, and you have select holidays to where the moon lights up. That's hilarious. Again, I love it. No, and you'd do like a grid. You'd do like a grid, and then you would just like turn it out so you could do different pictures. And see, stuff. I have no I It probably would never be possible because it probably can't work. But And this is the fun of just thinking creative ideas, just having fun with it, toying I mean, with yeah, your mind. I always got ripped on because of the idea, and I, I probably should because it was a really dumb idea. But it's a but, fun thought. But I asked the question. It's like, well, would you like to see it? It's like, yeah, yeah. that'd be yeah. sweet. But And I... I like that. Just goes back to your creative brain. This kid's got the most. He's always just coming up with new ideas, new thoughts, and it's fun to be around. It's a, it's a lot of fun. It's one of the reasons I brought him on tonight. Thank you, Jeff. No Appreciate problem. that. No problem, sir. No problem. So by 2050, the world's population is forecasted to reach about 10 billion people. 10 by when? 2050, I think. 10 billion yeah. people. Where are we all gonna? Where are we gonna go? 
Where do we bury people? How many well, How many people are here now? <laughs> I think like bury people? I think like seven or eight billion. But no, that's like a problem. They were talking about even just like recently in the past like decade. It's like we're running out of space to bury people. That is kind of so. Nuts. What happens in like so many years? I mean, you, where I mean, you're just gonna have to start cremating people. Yeah, I was gonna say you're just yeah. gonna have to start cremating. I mean, yeah, that's what's gonna have to come down to. You know, it's another thing to think about, too, is with technology. Somebody brought up in my class. Is she had this idea for it's Hannah Kenny. She was on one of my previous podcasts. It was eye scanners or like retina scanners or something like you pay with stuff with your eyes, like wild, like really just out there. And I love she's another very creative entrepreneurial mindset. I love it. I love it. And I think it's just a wild thing to think about because there's talk and I've heard ideas about um, like chips in your arm you know for, like uh to like pay for things i mean isn't apple like a mobile wallet enough like how i mean that's why i'm like when when these ideas come up it kind of freaks me out i'm like i like cash and coins yeah. i'm like i don't need my debit card hooked up to my eye. that's just my personal opinion yeah. let me know what your what y'all y'all thoughts might be <laughs> but what are your thoughts ryan well I don't know. I feel like, for example, I don't know how much longer, like, the postal service will be around. I mean, obviously, <laughs> no, like, seriously, like, no, obviously, a good obviously you have, like, FedEx and UPS and DHL that'll be around just because everyone's online shopping now, but your mail. Amazon's I rolling mean, like a train. Everyone just, like, signs up. Everyone puts your email in everything. That's so your, true. Your mail's going to start. Your I mean, bills already do come in emails, too. Yeah. Everything you get in the mail Everything's transitioning that way. Everything, or I would say majority of things you get in the mail are already sent through email or could be sent through email. So it's like how much longer is that going to be around once, like, are the oldest generation passes on? And then I don't know how many generations is it until. That's so true. I bet you it's soon. Definitely. And that's kind of wild. I just, like, got mail the other, literally yes, <clears throat> yesterday, I think it was, two days ago? Yeah. Yesterday. And I got, like, <clears throat> oh, my God, sorry. I got a card from my grandparents down in South Carolina, and I was like, wow. I was like, this is cool just to get, like, a little card. It was from Halloween. Yeah. I haven't checked my mail in a while. <laughs> exact, exactly the point, though. Yeah. I haven't checked my mail in a while. Like, I don't really think about getting anything in there. And the thing is, too, for example, like, I mean, that'd be one thing that you want to get is like a card, for example. But what happens when the generations that, I mean, I don't send cards. I mean, it's pretty much what? Like our parents that send Christmas cards or That was a real sentimental cards. thing, which was like, it kind of sucks that's like slipping away. Yeah. So what happens? I mean, I never send cards. How often do you send like, like Christmas cards? I personally cards don't or, send cards. I mean, my yeah, parents I mean, have, and my yeah. mom sends them but out. Like, but what happens I, when those generations are and Nothing like, was better as a kid than... You know, getting a birthday card yeah. and from your buddies and you give them a birthday card and you like put your own five, ten yeah. bucks in there when you were a kid and you like watch their face when they open it. Yeah. Now, like, what if we're just, oh, I Venmo you ten, bro. That's literally, yeah. I Venmo you ten. And kids have access to phones now. Three yeah. year, like little children have phones. So like it wouldn't surprise me by the time they're in middle school that they have Venmo and stuff. So it's like. How old were, how old were you when you got your first cell phone? I was. Or what grade? Maybe fourth grade. Really? Fourth, fifth grade, I believe. And I really liked that because all up until that point, um, I mean, we started to have the iPods and everything yeah. like that. So it was really fascinating. Like, I remember the old iPod Nano. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, with the like tiny screen. Black and white. Um, there was, like, so many different versions yeah. of the Nano. But watching that evolve, it was crazy. Like, the pay-as-you-go phones. Think back to that getting twenty dollars in minutes people start blowing you yeah. up texting you you're losing <laughs> money getting text it's like no yeah. but it was, it was interesting to watch it evolve but i appreciated the time before because we were forced to go out in the woods and yeah. play cops and robbers board games do those other things i get a little worked up sometimes yeah i get a little worked up when i see little kids three-year-olds with ipads glued to their yeah. face when they're with their family when they're with their friends at dinner and it goes back to mindfulness, gratitude. Like, I'm not going to allow that personally. When I have kids, no. I don't care what kind of technology is out. I'm not going to give it to them because I want them to use that creative part of your brain we're talking about, nurturing that. 
I'm gonna give him a flip phone. That's what you do. Give him the Fourth old razor. Get him a razor. flip phone. Yeah. The old right. razor flip. Or the LG NV3 or whatever it was. Oh I had one of those. Oh my gosh. The flip screens. Get them one where they have to do the old text where you have to click like three times yeah, to change it's the, the letters. Yeah, flip ones. Yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh. And I think we forget about that. How much? How fast technology has already evolved? How fast the world evolves? How yeah. fast you as a person evolve? These are things we have to we have to have check-in points with ourselves and be like, yo, what is going on? What are you getting yourself into? Because if we don't, we can we can end up just wandering too far and maybe maybe a dangerous direction. But it's fun to think about. Yeah. It's fun to think about. I don't want no scanners in my eyes though. I'm a coin, I'm a nickel and dime kind of man. Like, I feel like you know, eventually you see a lot of fraud in that. Just because I'm yeah. sure people would start making contact lenses that, like, you put in and it would oh read your eye differently. Because I mean, think, think if somebody steals access to your eye code or your eye scanner. Yeah, that's you're, you're screwed. Somebody hacks that system. Yeah. Somebody's got your eye. Somebody's got your eye. Think yeah. about that. Somebody's got your eye. <laughs> they got your freaking eye. And they're walking around as you scanning in and shit. That's nuts. That's nuts. And I... Think about like having an ID, like getting an ID, yeah. like that would that would disappear. That one might be hard. That one might be a while before that disappears. IDs? Yeah. Do you think? What are your thoughts? I don't know. I mean, what would you do in place of a physical ID? That's so true. Because you, like, you couldn't expect everyone to have like a phone to where you, you have just information. have it on your phone like that because like it'd just be easy to screenshot or some shows. Yeah. I don't know how you do that. That one's probably not going to disappear for a while. No. That might I mean, I don't know, just though. turn into the eye or a chip in the shoulder. I'm never... Oh, my God. Somebody told me they're going to put a chip in me. I'd be like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, is it humane that we chip dogs, though? <sighs> Hit us with that one, don't you? Oh, man. Yeah. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. We talked when we were growing up. We lost our cat. Um, one of our cats got like attacked by a dog outside, like pretty morbid, pretty morbid. But we never did this after the cat. Those two cats actually, the one cat made it, um, but that we, they didn't have claws. They were yeah. clawed, and that's an extremely like gruesome thing. And they we just back then they they just didn't think about it, didn't know. Um, but it's wild because they're like, oh, they played yeah. the what if game, but you can't really play that. Like, what if they had claws? But, but. I guess just back to animal animals and how we treat them. Those are things to think about that we do. Why why do some dogs breeds like why do we cut off their tails? I was just thinking that. I have no idea why. Get out of my head. Um, but but I I'm really don't Google know. That. I really don't know. I mean, I know some of them do it for show. That's why some people do it for look, for show. But it's like I used to have a boxer and his tail was like cut. What if somebody just said, "I'm gonna cut part of you off." Because I don't like the look. Your ear oh, looks a little so funky. Your nostrils. Like, what? Like, what? That's just absurd. So it says the only reason why is because of the fashion that is set for that particular breed. The fashion of the breed. that Like show dogs. Yeah. No, but just like for the breed in general. Just like... For boxers, for example, it's the fashion of the breed that the all boxers that it's standard that their tails are cut to a certain length. Oh, just from just the fashion of the like, like when they're born, they just it's yeah. how it's it, how it's happened. I don't know if my dog had a tail or not. I really don't <sighs> know. That's wild. I would love to see dogs with tails. Tails are awesome. I mean, the little stubs are cool too. It's like I'm gonna look up what boxers. I don't know. I mean, imagine a cat with no tail. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of wild. But, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that. Don't want to see it either. Keep your tails on your animals and your critters. I don't know. Oh, yeah, and that's another thing with boxers, too. They crop their ears. Mmm, that is another thing. Crop their ears. So crop, what is that exactly? They, they pinch them up? Yeah, they do. They, like, pinch them. That's for show. Like, that's what for show boxers. What do they do boxers. to pinch them? I don't even know what that process would be. I don't know. We didn't have ours, like pinched yeah i just think they're cool the way they are nice and fluffy and yeah well they're not really fluffy yeah but yeah not not uh <laughs> not 
that. <laughs> but animals, too, are a fun thing to talk about. If you have some animals at home, show them some love. Show them some love. We were talking about that today. Like, animals are your little buddies. They're little companions. They're your little just... They kick it with you. They listen. They don't say anything back. Yeah. <laughs> but they feel. Yeah. They feel. Have you always had an animal growing up? Pretty much, for the most part. And then my older sister would always have some the, unique animals. How old's the animals. pooch you got with you? Uh, three, I think. Three or four. What kind of dog do you have before that? So I have an English Bulldog now, and then I had a Labradoodle at like the same time as English Bulldog. And he, the Labradoodle died like suddenly, like out of nowhere. It was just like me going out of my room, going to our laundry wow. room, dead on the floor. And I was like, what the fuck? So he died, like he was like three years old. It was just out of the blue. So then before that, we had a, an albino boxer. It wasn't albino. It had it was like all white, but it wasn't albino because the eyes are typically more red or whatever. Okay. But typically, all white boxers are considered like the runts of the litter. So I think we got the dog for like pretty cheap, but it was a good-looking dog, and it ended up growing up to be a super aggressive dog. Like really, you, didn't, you never bit anyone, but like just a little way too playful. On edge. On yeah. edge. On edge. So we had to give that dog away. Wow. Before that, and, well, let me think. Before that, we had a, another boxer. And then... You ever have any gerbils or anything? So my sister's the one that had all, like, the... The little she critters. She had, um... The critters. So she had... Well, right now she has a ball python. A python? Yeah. It's pretty big. What? Yeah. How big are we talking? I don't know how big ball pythons get, but the picture she sent, it was like That's pretty decent unreal. size. So I was reading a story about a snake. I don't know if it's true or not, but regardless, kind of crazy if it is. And these people had this snake and it was like a big python or something. Big, big snake. Snake was with them with a, for a while and snake started like laying straight out on their bed, like where they slept. Oh shit. And like straight out and people or the people there were like didn't really know what was going on and it wasn't eating it wasn't eating and it was doing this and they went to like a we'll say I'll say a snakeologist okay. <laughs> um, they went to a snake person I don't know what you call it where do you find your nearest snake person nearest snake snake a snake hotline I don't know where you <laughs> but what they found out was ultimately that it was getting ready to eat them it was, really? it was length. It was expanding checking, its stomach or see, something? It was checking its length to see if it could consume it. Really? If it was big enough. And I was like, Dude, that oh. couldn't be a python. That's got to be like an anaconda. Something like or that. Some shit. Something. But they basically said you need to get rid of the snake. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. What do you do with that snake? You I just mean, give it away? You probably give it to some, like, dude, animal clinic well, or something. That makes me want to vomit thinking about it. Yeah, but she has, she has a python now. Than she had before. She said a tree frog before. A tree frog? It was pretty. Yeah, it was a nice, cool tree That's frog. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. And then, what else? She had a bunny, a rabbit. It was like one of those really, really, really fluffy ones. I forget what type of rabbit it was. See the battery but, left. Oh, we're rolling. We got battery. We got but, um, battery. <laughs> but um, so this rabbit was the most aggressive rabbit I've ever, <laughs> ever encountered. Like, you'd go, it was in a cage, we always let it out, but anytime I'd go to put my hand in the cage to give it food or to pick it up, it would bite the shit out of my hand. And it was, I mean, it was, they bite, I mean, their teeth were sharp. So we ended up putting it down just because we couldn't even pick it up anymore. Wow. wow. I have a lot of weird animal stories. That, I don't is, know. that is wild. Curveball, who are three people that inspire you? Three people that inspire me. I would say... And why? Do you mean, like, in my life or, yeah, like, people... Yeah, just anybody in your life. It could be... Or, like, in your life. It like could just be a role model. Just uh, just uh, paint that picture for everybody a little bit. Um, I think it's always a fun question to ask. Role model. I would say my mother and my father, for one. That's probably the most basic answer you can give to that. But, um... They always deserve a place there. Yeah. They always deserve a place. I'm just thinking of, like, to me, role models are people that I can, I feel comfortable with going back to them if I ever had any problems. 
and like I would feel comfortable talking to them about personal things. Mm-hmm. That's like my kind of idea on a role model, like to where if I can't, uh, if I can't talk to you about personal things, like. They're I don't know, you know what I'm they're saying. A guide, yeah. They're a guide and a compass at times for us to reach out to, reflect on. And that's a good point yeah. to bring up. Who who are your role models in life? Who are people that you look up to who that you can maybe rely on? Or, you know, I'm going to pose another thought or idea. What if you don't have anybody? Like, truly, what if you feel like you don't have anybody? And something that I think is really powerful is looking... Ty Lopez brought this up. Looking as mentors, like a book can be a mentor. A video, you know, Eric Thomas, Tony Robbins, Gary Vee, I see these people, I call them David Meltzer. I see these people as mentors, role models. Because a role model, I just kind of see this, um, somebody that we, just that, we can model off of. And I, it's healthy to have both, it definitely yeah. is. I think you should definitely have both because if I didn't have my direct line of people yeah. to go to for assistance here, um, it would be really hard, but if you don't have that direct line, start to look at resources. Yeah. Maybe maybe a really powerful author or something inspires you, get you moving. Do you have anything like? Do you have any piece outsources like that that get you rolling? Can you be a little more specific? Yeah, I guess yeah, I kind of <clears throat> jumped out of that. So anything not directly in your life, like not somebody that you can immediately go okay, to and so, speak to. Okay. Um, you mean that I would consider like a role model? A mentor, a source of inspiration, anything like that. I mean, like that. I would look at it more like just like outside of my life as people who inspire me. Yes. So like a lot Little of like... inspiration. A lot of like country music artists inspire me. Hell yeah. Because I want to go Why into... I don't know. It just like I get to hear the final product of what these like really talented people are putting together. And it inspires me to be like, hey, if I work on this... I could potentially end up making something like this. Create your own beautiful piece. Yeah. Yeah. So I would consider, like, for me, people that, like, I would say look up to, I would consider them more of inspiration. I mean, because I don't really want to call anyone that I don't know personally a role model just because I don't want them to say if they they do something, that's like, oh, this person's my role model. Definitely. I I agree. I agree. We all got our own little uh, slap on it. I like that. I like that a lot. Oh yeah, hell yeah! What do you know about gerbils in the dark? They'll come after you. I might be a gerbil in the dark. Yeah, just I, don't see me. <laughs> I was at the pet store the other day here in Athens, and I totally, I totally forgot about this animal. I forgot it existed. Ferrets. Ferrets. Oh my! I saw somebody doing a ferret dance or doing a dance with a ferret yesterday. Who buys ferrets? Dude, those things I I heard are kind of like they stink. Yeah, they smell like really it's bad. Gross a little. Like pit. who's still buying ferrets? That's a really good point. Like, I wouldn't buy a ferret, but dude, I'd probably buy a, a guinea pig or no, not no. a guinea pig, a gerbil. This is like a good question. Who goes into a pet store with intent on buying a ferret? <sighs> like people are usually going in there to look at dogs, cats. Like any type of reptiles that goes into or like hamster now we're, now we're looking at like their mind. It's like, I wonder what their ideas of animals were. And they're like, I wonder what they're thinking. Like, oh, a fish, a dog. Like I get like people are like snake people. Like people might be like, oh, that's like such a weird animal to like. But that's like, life though, baby. Where are the I ferret mean, people? I was a hermit crab kid. Oh, I mean, everyone was. You know, but everyone's got their own little cup of tea there. A little, a little ferret action. As long as you don't have a skunk or... A raccoon. I mean, what, what, yeah, a, I was raccoon. About to say. a raccoon might be cute if you could domesticate it. A raccoon might be cute. You can buy domesticated raccoons. Really? I don't know why you'd ever Watch want out. one. Though. Watch out. Yeah. Same with squirrels. I'm going to raise an army of domesticated raccoons and come after everybody. I would just with be... love. They're going to be little cuddle, cuddle raccoons. I'm going to just be like a little... Uh, I mean, it sounds cool. Like... I would do, I'd probably Flying do Flying squirrels. Like, if you raised your own raccoon, because it's just like, wow, this dude's got a raccoon. But it's also like, when you bring it into public, like, you're just going to look like a fucking weirdo bringing a raccoon places. Flying squirrels would be cool to have. The sugar gliders? Sugar gliders. Yeah. Those would Those be Those things sweet. are too little. My grandpa had one in school. Really? He said he had it, he would take it to his pocket in school and feed it oh, nuts. Yeah. And then it flew in the toilet one day and 
died. Drown. Yeah. They can't swim. Only no. fly. Well, yeah. I mean, he probably tried to get out, but think how, like, a lid is. How, it, like, they have that, like, undergo. You know, yeah. like, they have oh, a toilet. Yeah, yeah. Like, he had to make some effort. And it's a slippery slope. There's nothing to grab on unless there's somebody left a gift in there. <laughs> well, wait, why did he have a sugar glider? Um, I couldn't tell you why, honestly. I think he just wanted one. I think you can just buy, like, a finger squirrel would be pretty cool to have. Dude. I heard that squirrels... Or a finger monkey? Finger monkey. Not a finger squirrel. A finger monkey. I was about to say, a squirrel... I heard that squirrels will bite until their teeth touch. Squirrels will bite. I don't know if that's true or not, but I heard... Until their teeth touch what? Each other. Oh, damn. I don't know if that's true, but... Not giving them my fingers. Yeah, like, I don't know why people walk up to wild squirrels. That's hilarious. If they bite you, that's gonna fucking hurt. (laughs) Like, really? <laughs> yeah, and the squirrels in Athens are really, really friendly. But I don't know if it's friendly or they're just really confident. I don't know. They're probably just so used to people. Yeah. I mean, think of it confident this way. Confident squirrels. When you, like, growing <laughs> Walking up. Walking around just buff as hell. Just growing like, up, like, um, <laughs> I would always fish in this one pond. And the fish knew, like, where the food was. So they would always be in the one corner of the pond. So I wonder if the squirrels are so used to people feeding them maybe on college green that they all just hang out here and they're really friendly that's a good point that's a really good point i mean there's deer i see too like in the early mornings you'll see deer i wonder if it's because people have fed them before and they just keep coming back to where the people are at that's so true that's like almost unnatural for like deer to like thrive in a in the middle of town in the middle of town normally like they're having, see a deer, they're, crossing they're having a ball. They're crossing through to woods or something like that. That's so funny. Athens is like in the middle of the woods too, which is wild. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't get we it. Got a, we got a couple minutes left here. Slats, what would be one thing? Just a little word of life, word of encouragement, education you'd like to share with everybody if you, if you had something to throw out. If I had something to throw out, something educational. If you had something, if you had something in there, a little gift with inside your present of a brain, what would you like to share with everybody? Let me pull up a quote. Hell yeah. I like this quote a lot. Hell yeah. Let me see if I can find it. I don't have it memorized. I'm a goofy goober. So it was an Albert, (laughs) sorry, it was an Albert Einstein quote. And the quote says, everybody's a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. I love that. I love that. Think about what your gifts are in life. Think about what your, your talents are. The ones that you know you have. Not the ones that other people want to maybe funnel you towards. Parents, coaches, families. And this goes back to that creativity aspect at the very beginning. You know, find your, are you a monkey? You a ferret? Are you a rabbit? Are you a carrot? Are you a cucumber, squash, pumpkin, tomato, apple juice? What are you? Whatever you are, just, just live it. Have fun with it. And then, you know, with that, like the other piece of the quote, you can't really compare apples to oranges, bananas to bears. And we have to, we just got to keep ourselves in a nice, beautiful perspective. Bananas to bears. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. We're rocking. We're heading out. Thank you for tuning in. Discover Yourself with Genuine Jeff podcast. Thank you, Ryan, for coming on. Thank you for having me on, Jeff. Have a good one, everybody.